Hello. Today's episode of Future of the Fairway is brought to you by American Classic Golf Club, home of the first world fling golf tournament. Here at American Classic, we like to do things a bit differently. We offer nine holes instead of 18. We like to deck out our golf carts and American flags, and we make sure to put the biggest emphasis on having fun. If you're ever visiting the Lewis or Rehoboth Beach areas or anywhere near Lower Delaware, please give us a call today to book your fling golf tea time. You can do so by giving us a call at 302-703-6662 or visiting us at AmericanClassicGolf.com for more information. We look forward to having you. We hope to see you soon. And do not forget, you got to aim high to let it fly. Okay. Um, I was born in Arizona. Um, oh, interesting. My parents brought me back when I was three, and then we went okay. on vacation when I was 12, and I kind of just looked at them like, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> right. switched up back and forth back and forth between all four of us girls as far as who is in the lead Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but it was a breath of fresh air playing with other women (laughs) yeah yeah Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Thanksgiving week edition of Future of the Fairway podcast. I am your host, Adam Copeland, and I am excited to uh, have another episode for you this week. Um, we are on the heels of some very exciting news coming out of World League Fling Off with the first ever player ratings. Uh, the top 20 uh, players were uh, rated uh, over the weekend, uh, announced, and we've got uh, some tournaments announced for 2023 as well. Um, I didn't have a chance to talk with anybody about that uh, prior to this week's episode, uh, so we will definitely pick that up in the coming weeks. Uh, Lots of things to talk about, lots of things to look forward to. Uh, For today, though, I am very excited uh, to share with you the episode uh, that I recorded with Krista Smith, who's one of the top fling golfers uh, in the world. We had a great conversation about um, her finding the sport, uh, about uh, parenting, about the joy of playing with other women uh, in, uh, in fling golf, and a whole lot of other things. I think you'll have, a, uh, again, a really fun time listening to our conversation. So without further ado, here's Krista. I am thrilled to be joined by Krista Smith for today's episode. Krista, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be uh, talking with you and about one of my new favorite games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I, I was so uh, so excited uh, that you were able to come down to the uh, to the Virginia Fling Golf Open and participate uh, across the whole weekend. Um, I'm really curious to hear uh, how you found out about fling golf um, and how long you've been playing and all that. But I know that um, it was uh, it was really fun to have uh, have you and uh, and Jamie and uh, a, a nice crew from uh, from Erie um, and uh, and yeah, it just uh, seemed like a really fun weekend. I hope that that was the case for you as well. 
Oh, it was an excellent weekend. Um, actually, we originally, he told me about the Delaware one, Jamie did, and I was like, we got to go, we got to go. And he's like, <laughs> no, let's see how the first one pans out. And, and then after it was over, he's like, we should have gone. And I'm like, I told you we should have gone. <laughs> so then when they announced Virginia, I'm like, we're going. There's there's no oh, ifs, ands, awesome. or buts. We're going. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we've been playing for, I think, about three years now, somewhere around there. Awesome. Um, Originally, uh, Jamie's friend at work, Rich, he, him and Jamie were going back and forth um, about seeing it on Facebook. And I, they didn't know, but I had already seen it on Facebook myself. And, you know, I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. But I was hesitant because I honestly have never played regular golf on a golf course. So Okay. I was like, huh, I don't know if I'd have anyone to play with, you know. And then mm-hmm. um, Jamie texted me, and he's like, you got to come try this new thing. Rich bought this club. We're going to go to the driving range. Meet us there. I'm like, okay. So um, I headed down there, and um, they're like, here, give it a try. You know, they were they were loving it, and I tried it, yeah. and I was like, I can do this. Like, <laughs> oh, cool. I've been to a driving range, and, you know, tried regular golf and realized mm-hmm. very quickly it was not for me <laughs> <laughs> so you'd only been on a driving range with traditional clubs uh hadn't, hadn't tried any any holes and you um uh did you play other sports growing up i did um i was a triathlete in high school and then i also oh, awesome. played volleyball in college so um yeah i'm always been you know into sports and whatnot and I've always wanted to get good at golf because I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do when I retire? I can't, like, still <laughs> play volleyball at that age. Right. Right. <laughs> so when Jamie and I started on the course, I was like, we found our retirement game. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's, so about yeah. uh, three years ago, found it on Facebook, and uh, you all just started playing around uh, yeah. local courses? Yeah. Um. Uh, well, the first course we went to was – I think it's called Elk Valley. Um, they actually had the rental sticks there. So that's why oh, we okay. started there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said no one really had tried it out too much. So we're like, okay, well, we're, we'll give it a shot. And um, that was my very first time being on a golf course. And it was a lot of fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, okay, we got to do this again. And, you know, making up our own kind of silly little rules along the way. Yeah, yeah. With the putting, that was interesting at first because I was like, well, I think we ended up actually bringing our own putters. Okay. Of course, yeah. I didn't have one because I wasn't a golfer, but <laughs> <laughs> um, we just kind of did that for a little while. And then when we that way. But it was funny because our one friend, Bill, had like a hockey type stance as like a or did um did those fling sticks have the notch as opposed to the striker pad um no i think they had the striker pad the little okay. foam pad yeah right right and actually rich the one that originally got the first stick mm-hmm. had like a unique one where I forgot it was like, um, I can't think of the word, but it would like click or sometimes get locked in. Oh, wow. So, um, 
but he liked it because then, I don't know, we were just starting out, so it, the ball didn't fall out too often. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I'm curious, you said y'all, um, y'all started making up some of your own rules. What, what were some of those um, in the, the first few times y'all were playing? So they, we, we had a gimme rule where you could do okay. like a stick length from the actual hole and then just count it as like one more putt or whatever. Oh, nice. Rather than actually putting it in. Mm-hmm. And then when we started to get serious, like more serious bad, because they had like the virtual tournaments, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we kind of started to go away with that. We also have this, like no one at Virginia recognized it because I guess we kind of came up with it ourselves, but it was like a sidecar, but like mm-hmm. with one arm. Like you don't like, y- you. I don't know how to describe it. You just kind of no in the air yeah yeah no um uh oh i'm blanking on who i played who i did the um the putting skills part with um was doing a one-handed sidecar um which i I found very very interesting i was really amazed because there's a lot more it looks like a lot you have to have a lot more control versus putting two hands uh, on the stick uh to do that but there yeah yeah, that that seemed to be much accuracy as a sidecar mm, like when mm-hmm. i saw the sidecar i'm like why have we not been doing this and as soon as we got back <laughs> from Virginia, i'm like i'm practicing the sidecar <laughs> so yeah but that i have also made a lot of like i don't know it's always the last hole at this one um greens we play on um, harbor harbor ridge um mm-hmm. i don't know the last hole i always flip it in and Several times nice. I've made it on a, like, one-handed flip sidecar, whatever it's called. <laughs> oh, how cool. How so cool. I thought, well, I'm going to stick with this at the tournament because <laughs> I knew. But, right, right. Yeah. So uh, so y'all didn't do Delaware, but you were uh, super excited about Virginia. Um, what what were you expecting? I, I guess y'all had watched the, um, the ESPN uh, episode of the Delaware tournament. We did, I think a few times, and I'm yeah. like, why aren't there any girls? I saw, I think I saw Britt once on there and I'm like, uh-huh, why is uh-huh. there only one girl on there? <laughs> <laughs> and then my boyfriend later on was like, yeah, only one girl went. I was like, what? I was like, I could have been the second place girl or first place out of two girls. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we heard about the Delaware and then we heard about Virginia and I was like, we're going. And, and the, we saw the ESPN and, um, I was watching like the longest, longest drive or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm, like, Ooh, mm-hmm. I hope they have that at like this next one. Cause I feel <sighs> like for a girl, I can throw pretty far. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I um, chatted with um, Britt and Brooke at different times during the, uh, the weekend. They were talking about, you know, you're just, uh, you got some really good distance uh, on your face. Do you know how, how far you're throwing? Um, I would say probably around 150. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. around there on a really good day 175 <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah. that's awesome so do you um when you and jamie and uh rich and others are playing um are you all playing from the same tees or are you doing one of the tee boxes in front of them so i when we started out i was always going from the ladies tee and they would go from the guys tee and then mm-hmm. when they found out how it worked at delaware they started from playing from the ladies tees with me which actually okay. really helped me because, like, mm-hmm. I do have competitive nature, so. Well, that was my <laughs> next question was how throw, competitive are you? <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, oh, I got to throw as far as them now. <laughs> Before it was easy because obviously I was always, you know, a little ahead having that yeah, advantage. Yeah. But yeah, I think it really helped me up my game having them throw from the same tee box. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And how about uh, how about putting? Um, where would you rank that as far as uh, one of your best things that you do or still working um, on that? That's definitely by far the one I need to work on the most. <laughs> um, Jamie would always be like, your stance is too wide. You're this, da, da, da. <laughs> And, you know, being, you know, the woman I am, I was like, I'm not going to listen to him. And then Britt <laughs> at, the, at the Virginia opening after the first, you know, first day. She's like, yeah, I think your stance is too wide. And I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. And Jamie's like, really? I've been playing this all <laughs> She's like, yeah, it helps coming from a woman. And I was like, that's, that's right. true. And then since then, I've, you know, completely switched up my stance. And I think it's it's helped a lot. Um, but I definitely want to work more on putting. So Jamie and I are talking about putting, like, a little putting green in my basement so we can practice on, nice, you know, nice. on the off days. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've uh... – I've seen on uh, the players group and uh, other social media, there've been a few little putting greens either uh, getting put in or in process of uh, scouting out uh, what to do. So I like yeah. the, um... I seen Kenzo's the other day. I was like, Ooh, I kind of like that one. Cause you have like, yeah, you can just, it looks little... like you, you just buy it and put it down. You don't have to, you know, rig anything uh, up uh, yourself. I talking to um, main event, it sounded like he was like going to build something out. Maybe I, I, I misheard that, but I was like, it was going to be a yeah. little bit more intensive than what. Uh, no, I was listening to that podcast and I was like, oh, it sounds like his whole basement's going to be revamped. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Jamie was talking about doing something with um, cornhole boards. Mm, so mm-hmm, these cornhole mm-hmm. boards, they didn't really work out as cornhole boards. We have probably way too many than two people need for cornhole <laughs> he's like why don't i just like redo it and like put different i'm like that could be fun it could be like a like a beer pong cornhole putting type of game yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's fun. well I, I keep seeing uh you talk about the algorithms and you know what what gets put in front of us and that, i know i've talked to a lot of people who found fling golf that way um, now I'm seeing a bunch of ads for um, like world putt putt tournaments, and those tournaments look like they're on boards of some kind. It's not it's not grass or turf, but it looks like they're actually constructed on. I don't know if it's cornhole boards or not, but that that was surprising oh. to me that those championships are um uh, are not on grass of some type, fake or real. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Huh? Maybe that's where Jamie got his idea. <laughs> <laughs> And we will be right back after this message from our sponsor. This episode of Future of the Fairway podcast is sponsored by Yada Golf. Yada Golf and Fling Golf are a perfect pair. Both value inclusion, encouragement, passion, and being your whole self. Yada Golf has the best line of men's and women's golf shirts you'll find out there. I love the feel and texture of my polos, as well as their eye-catching designs. I'm currently rotating through Vintage King, Light Wave, and Fresh Flavors. And my favorite is whichever one I'm wearing that day. They've got premium polos for those who want to stand out on the golf course, and premium polos for those who want to keep a lower profile. Yada Golf. Master the shirt game. Conquer the short game. And now back to the future of the Fairway podcast. 
So, uh, so you, uh, you live in Erie? I do. Yep. Um, I grew up here. Okay. Uh, I was born in Arizona. Um, oh, interesting. My parents brought me back when I was three and then we went okay. on vacation when I was 12 and I kind of just looked at them like, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> They're like, family. we have family in here. I was like, we have family in Arizona too. <laughs> So, that being said, when I heard San Diego in the future, I was like, uh-huh. oh, we're going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the warm weather, not a big fan of the snow. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, my wife is from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, so not on one of the lakes, but definitely a, a lot colder than um, uh, than where we live now. Um, I mean, we, we get cold here in Virginia all four seasons, but n- not like not like Erie and what y'all uh, what y'all have. Yeah, it's never fun. I always say I'll get used to it, but I never do. I was driving home in the snow today, and my kid was so sweet. I got home. He's like, I'm so happy you made it home safe. Like, just knowing snow doesn't do good for drivers, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. So, uh, your son, how old is he? He's nine. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So, fourth grader? Yep. Um, I had him being my caddy before the Virginia, because... I'm so used to playing with Jamie and he just writes my score down all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you need to practice keeping track of your score on your own. <laughs> so it was football Sunday. The guys are watching football and I'm like, what better thing to do than go flag golfing? Yeah, my son. Yeah. So he was, I was like, here, you can keep track of my score now. Not that won't help me down in Virginia, but. <laughs> so has he shown any interest in playing? He has. He's he's done. Um, he did do like a full round uh, with us. Oh, um, cool. He scored pretty well. I was I was impressed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for being nine, I think he did pretty well. Yeah. And then yeah. this past time that he decided to caddy, he's kind of seen uh, Jamie and I get competitive, and he's starting to get <laughs> into that like. Oh, I didn't throw it far enough. And I'm like, no, man, you just got to practice. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So uh, uh, you've spoken about your competitiveness. Uh, are, y'all, are y'all doing any kind of betting uh, on the course, or is it just for bragging rights? <laughs> uh, just bragging rights mostly. But now yep. that you mentioned that, I know the guys are probably like, ooh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you grew up in Erie. Um, uh, where'd you go to college? You said you played co- uh, volleyball in college? Yep. Um, I went to Mercier's Northeast, which they actually recently shut down a few years ago. Oh, no. Um, it's a two-year college. And then okay. I went to the main campus, Mercier's University. Um, I got an associate's degree in business administration mm-hmm. and then a bachelor's degree in um, hospitality management. So. Oh, I was cool. big into the restaurant. I I liked mm-hmm. going for hospitality because you know you got to eat food, play with knives, and drink drink. You know, <laughs> that's how my professor used to say. And I'm like, yeah, this is like the best, um, best degree. So yeah. yeah. Um, but did your program? I did, not... oh. did your pro- program have a um uh, an internship or certain hours of service that you had to get as part of that? Um, it did. Uh, both at Mercier's Northeast and the university. Mm-hmm. Um, I did an internship at uh, Wingate by Wyndham, a hotel. Wow. At, mm-hmm. I went to Northeast. 
Um, I had originally thought I wanted to get into like hotel management. And then I realized <laughs> after that internship, I did not want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, Chautauqua Institute. Uh, I did my internship there for my bachelor degree and I loved it there. It was a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I got to be like supervisor kind of. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then I eventually went on to be a general manager of a fine dining restaurant. Did that for like a year and a half. And mm -hmm. um, in that business, you don't have a family life. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I realized quickly that also wasn't for me. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah. And then I got into the car business. So oh, okay. <laughs> How did, uh, how did that come about? So when I was managing, oh, it's called LBV or Levon B. It was the restaurant. Um, mm -hmm. I had these guys come in and the one guy's like, have you ever worked at a, or, uh, with cars before? And I'm like, no, I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, well, come check out my auction. It's really cool. It's high upbeat. Cause I told him, I was like, that's what I love about the restaurant. You're constantly oh, running yeah. around talking right. to people and. You know, it's a very um, fun job because you really get to know a lot of people and whatnot. Um, so he's like, well, stop out. So I did. And he he wasn't lying. It's very high upbeat, <laughs> you know, people bidding and everything. And um, started to learn more and more about, you know, vehicles and whatnot. And now I work at a car dealership. <laughs> so. Which uh, Which brand? Um, it's actually called Team Lake Road. It's an independent dealership, which I actually okay. really like that. Mm -hmm. I worked at a franchise dealership. It was a Ford dealership for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, it was in a weird place, so you not much traffic. It was difficult okay. yeah. there. But the independent lot, I, there's a lot of traffic. It's in a great location. Um, it's actually down in Conneaut Lake, so it's like, it's an hour drive. You're like, you drive from Erie? And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. My last job, I was an auction rep putting like two to 3,000 miles on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a hop, skip, and a jump for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're coming about driving home in the snow um, is even more uh, impressive due to uh, the distance that you were Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another reason, yeah, I don't like the cold. I, I don't like yeah. driving it, but, you know, after you do it for so long, you start to kind of get used to it. It's a good way to test out the car. She lets me drive, like, a demo vehicle, so oh, nice. I get to test out the sturdiness of it sometimes in the snow and uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> use that as, you know, part of my sale technique when I talk to people about vehicles. I'm like, hey, this one I drove to and from Erie. It handles really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as an independent dealership, uh, are you all getting all types of cars? Yep, yep. We get from Fords to Infinities to, you know, um, all everything in between. <laughs> we even had a... Um, Mercedes-Benz G-Class on our, two of them actually on our lot at one okay. point. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, with with that kind of exposure to to multiple cars, what a what are your favorites? Uh, what are the ones to avoid? Um, if you're my, if you're able to speak to that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I tell people all the time. I'll tell you what my you know, and it's weird. People actually veer away from sometimes what you say as a salesperson because sure you know, you're there to rip them off you know that's right right <laughs> so 
But personally, from speaking from experience and everything I've learned in the car business, um, definitely love Toyotas. I'm a big Toyota fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Hondas aren't bad either. Um, I like like some Chevys and Fords. I definitely would stay away from mm-hmm. Chevy Cruises. Chevy Equinox is hit and miss, you know. Yeah. But my um, brother-in-law recently bought a vehicle from me, and he goes, do you trust this car, Krista? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I trust every car as far as I can throw it. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, really? I said, absolutely. I said, you could buy a brand-new vehicle and have it break mm-hmm. down on you down mm-hmm. the road. You, just, you never know. It's, it's you know, risk sometimes you can take. Or I also yeah. sell warranties, and I – always recommend those to people because you mm-hmm. can't go wrong having a warranty <laughs> yeah yeah so. yeah we we had a, a gmc acadia that we got when gwendolyn was born um we've had a few crvs um and then we were <laughs> two months away from paying it off and the transmission went out oh, and it no. was uh it was going to cost more than what we could probably get for it at that point but we um, right. absolutely loved that car um and uh and so there's still the, the, even now i mean that's been it was, was it 2018 2019 it was pre-pandemic that we uh sold it and, and got another one but uh or got another vehicle but the kids still t- still sometimes ask about it i'm i get wistful about it <laughs> too i'm like oh yep I, I actually that's what i used to want it was a gmc acadia or terrain i didn't care i just wanted uh-huh, uh-huh. i drove one as a rental and i'm like oh i like this car like, this that's what that, i had done the same thing um i had uh driven it and um loved the room and the space and um mm-hmm. so yeah um although we've also um we're uh we've got a uh a vw id4 um an electric vehicle uh now oh, so nice. That's been uh, that's been really fun, and it, it's it's great for around town. We've made it. We've driven to Charlottesville and back, which is about an hour drive, and um, DC. We we did one DC trip, um, but other than that, it's basically just uh, around town. And um, yeah, so far so good. Um, that's a big gas saver, that's for sure. With it, yeah, yeah, we were um, uh, we we were I think in was it May? It must have been May of twenty one we were going um for a weekend getaway and it was the weekend that there was basically that run on gas um and uh i think it was basically from virginia down to the south um like places you know gas stations were running out of gas (laughs) we were like are we gonna be able to like we had enough gas to get like two and a half hours away but i was like are we gonna be able to find a place and get back on that and that kind of accelerated our decision on (laughs) on adding uh, an electric vehicle yeah, that, yeah absolutely oh that's scary <laughs> so <laughs> we we called the, the place that we were staying and uh it was on the other side of richmond and they're like oh no no we we've got a friend who's got a gas station i was like well that's kind of nice and they're like hey, he's got plenty y'all you don't have anything to worry about y'all y'all come on over okay. <laughs> like that. yeah so, um actually jamie and i just purchased a, Vol- a volkswagen as well mm-hmm. so. yeah we, like- we um i they were they were one of the first people I called about the uh, about the open and sponsorship, um, and so they they donated some money. I was, you know, 
one of the people in the Harrisonburg tourism department said, yeah, you should talk to some car dealerships to see if they would donate a car for a hole in one. I was like, Oh, that would be fantastic. But, oh, that's a great uh, idea. We, um, so we started with a, a cash cash sponsorship, uh, maybe next year, um, after the, um, you know, just having a great turnout and a lot of people, we can talk somebody into, um, to offering up a, a hole in one, uh, a car for a hole in one. Um, and then I got to keep, you know, fingers crossed. I'm sure there'd be some, fine print of like well you can only do it for one person they can't we're not gonna get you know five people get a hole in one <laughs> that may, <laughs> that may change things up. <laughs> and we will be right back after this message from our sponsor the future of the fairway podcast is sponsored by mission belt Mission Belt is a belt company that donates a dollar from each belt sold to fight hunger and poverty through micro-lending. The belts are designed to fit perfectly without any holes so that you can tighten them to your exact liking. And let me tell you, they're incredible. I bought my first Mission Belt several months ago and it's been the best belt I've ever owned. It adjusts every quarter of an inch, giving me the perfect fit every time. You've got to get you one of these. Like Fling Golf, Mission Belt was featured on Shark Tank and I love that connection. And I love the fit, the look, and the ease of using the belt. Mission Belt. Fits perfectly, fights poverty. And now, back to the future of the Fairway podcast. So we, uh, let's go back to the, uh, to the open. Uh, what, what expectations did you have for yourself uh, when you were coming to play? Was it, you know, hey, let's go and have fun, participate? Um, were you like... I'm going to go and be the women's champion. Uh, what, what was, what was, was your perspective? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I was, I wanted to have fun, of course. Absolutely. Um, that's always like my thing is going and having fun. Um, but you know, I was like, okay, I know I can throw far. Um, let's see how this goes. Um, mm-hmm. and then I, I think Rosie on the first hole, I was like, wow, she's probably going to beat me. <laughs> like, <laughs> she has some really good throws. And then, um, you know, it was kind of like, I don't know, it kind of switched up back and forth, back and forth between all four of us girls as far as who was in the lead. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it was a breath of fresh air playing with other women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I think it was Brooke and Britt and I, we were all discussing that, like, She's like, yeah, the boys, they like to throw, like, more than one ball sometimes. Or, <laughs> or you know, they'll just sit there and say, well, how should I, you know, throw this ball or whatever. And um, when I got back from the Virginia uh, Open, I went back out with the guys. And, you know, they were telling me, you got to do this, got to do this. And I'm like, man, I really miss just playing with the girls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, like I said earlier, it's easier to take, you know, correction from another woman than it is from a man. It's like, oh, you think yeah. you're better because you can throw farther than you're, you know, but <laughs> the other woman is like, okay, she's got a point. Like, I'm going to listen to what she says. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've, um, when, when we've played as a family, um, I, I, I try not to give pointers. I, I'll ask if Kathy wants any thoughts or perspective or not before I just start, you know, 
I guess as a, as a guy typically is always, like, oh, no, no, I'm just, I'll just, I'll give you, I'll solve your problem. Um, <laughs> you're not doing as far as you want to. Let me step in because I, uh, that's, that's what I do. Um, yeah. Which is not, uh, not helpful or wanted <laughs> most, of the, most of the time. Uh, so, I mean, you know, always learning. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I always, you know, I do listen and yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for the help, but, you know, I don't know. It was just more, I guess, laid back with the girls. Like we were all just like joking mm-hmm. around and yeah. Yeah. That, and they're, uh, those three are, are pretty cool as well. Um, uh, I had, I think, I know my, um, I think Kathy and the kids had talked to Britt uh, in Delaware um, during one of the, um, I don't know if it was the longest fling or one of the other th- times. I think, I, I think I had said hi um, to her and I met Rosie um, as well. Um, but I had spent a little bit more time with Jake. Um, but, and I don't think I met Brooke, uh, there, but, uh, then obviously afterwards, um, you know, you talk to Austin for just a little bit and it's like, you know, everything about him and as well as his perspective on, on Brooke and, and their kids and everybody else, which is really, really cool. But it was, it was nice to get to, uh, to meet them in person. Oh yeah. They're great people. Like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> They had like a uh, glow golf not too long ago, and Jamie yeah. was telling me about it, and I was like, "Let's go!" He's like, "That's a six-hour drive." I'm like, "I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> you know? they, um, ACGC just posted, I think, today about, um, "Hey, have your Christmas party here at the golf course." And I was like, "I don't." That'd be really fun to go and do, but like, who can I convince to go to Delaware with me to, <laughs> to go and have a Christmas party there? <laughs> That's the tough part. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking. I, they recently started like a message in, um, uh, Facebook messenger or whatever, talking about having like some of the North Northern people and the Delaware people, like all meet up somewhere and they're. Yeah. The Pennsylvania Delaware, uh, showdown of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that would be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, um, that would, I, I think I got included on that, uh, which I was very, uh, I think it was more of just like, hey, FYI, um, I don't, we don't, I don't, we don't have as big of a crew in Virginia, at least in the area. We've we've definitely got a bunch of players uh, scattered throughout, but um, not necessarily concentrated. I, I think you and uh, Jamie had played recently with Zach. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we went down to Ohio and played. That was a lot of fun. Probably like the last time we'll get to play outside yeah, until yeah. winter's over so <laughs> yeah right, we had right. a good time that, yeah. i like that course too because it was like they had a lot of downhill throws and oh nice <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no it's uh that's really cool that there would uh i think that there's a a strong group of uh keystoners um and then you know delaware's got a great crew of people that uh, that play there that would be uh, a lot of fun to to watch and uh, i'm sure for y'all to get to get to participate oh yeah yeah absolutely It'd be a good time and uh, so this will be the first time that i'm talking with anybody on the podcast about that possibility so i'll let you have first shots at who's going to win that and oh. why and how <laughs> <laughs> um let's see <laughs> i'm gonna say the pennsylvania people <laughs> <laughs> I, I might be a little partial, you know, but sure, sure. we've got a lot of very competitive people in this area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
not saying they're not. They're they're competitive too for sure. I mean, look yeah. at Austin. He, he won the last one. <laughs> but I, it's fun like with those guys because like you can tell they're like a lot of fun. They're a lot of joking around mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. kind of like. I don't know, talking themselves up to a lot of competition, but it's all in fun. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. So, um, how, um, how did you and Jamie meet? Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's actually a funny story because right now we're trying to figure out how to like get more sponsorships to get out mm -hmm. to San Diego and whatnot. And mm -hmm. he's like, well, you always love telling people how, um, I, you know, introduce myself to you or whatever. Cause I'm like, you'd be great at it. Just tell him how good you are. And he's like, yeah, I'm not good at telling people how good I am. He's like, don't you remember my pickup line? And I was like, yep. How could I ever forget? <laughs> so we're on the same softball team. Um, he, he like just joined my cousin's softball team and, um, okay. he's like, Hey Krista, how you been? I'm like, good. He's like, yeah. Uh, I said, how you been? He's like, uh, oh, you know, I'm on my second divorce. I was like, oh, nice. But I've been engaged <laughs> Never pulled the trigger. So I said, well, third time's the charm if we just like, you know, get together. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but that's, you know, and then, uh, we went on our first date. Um, and he goes, do you recognize me? I'm like, yeah, from softball, duh. <laughs> He's like, no, um, we used to go to you know this gym i go to and i was like oh yeah i went there a few years ago he's like anywhere else he's gonna kill me for saying this but <laughs> i said no where he's like yeah um i was the assistant basketball coach your senior year of high school <laughs> i was like oh that's why he still likes to coach me and playing golf so <laughs> yeah but, oh how yeah. funny <laughs> So I'm guessing you also played, you played volleyball in high school, basketball, uh, yep. other sports. Um, I did swimming and for, actually I did swimming for all the years except for my senior year. And that's when I decided to go play basketball. Okay. Um, I also did track and field. My parents originally were like, um, go out for track and I'm like uh no I hate running <laughs> <laughs> and I went out for track and I loved it I um, made it to districts for hurdles uh 100 meter hurdles oh, wow. yeah I almost I came literally milliseconds away from breaking our school record that was oh wow, that was wow. <laughs> um and then I decided to try javelin which um mm -hmm. Brett and I were talking about this she's like did you did you play any scores I said javelin she's like oh me too um, yeah, so javelin and when I was getting kind of like my steps down for that, my one track or my javelin coach or whatever, he was like, you're really fast, right? I said, yeah. He's like, so run and throw it. I'm like, okay. And then I, as soon as I did that, I made districts for javelin. Oh, cool. So I kind of like took that concept into fling off and I'm like, all right, I'm going to run and throw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It. It worked, but Jamie's like, I think you need to stop with the running. <laughs> and I tend to drop my shoulder, and when I do that, the ball falls out, and they announced okay. that Virginia that that was a new rule, and oh, yeah, it yeah. me up so bad. I dropped three balls, and I lost by two, so. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's another one of those, like, millisecond moments where I'm like, oh, I've done this before. <laughs> right, right. 
yeah. Uh, you'd also mentioned uh, triathlons. Oh no, triathlete. So I did triathlete. Three okay, sports. three sports. Um, okay. Throughout high school, um, I still, you know, stay active with. Um, we play softball, so <laughs> we're both kind of like all right, what do we play more of in the summer, softball or fling golf? So <laughs> it's a hard balancing with them both. And uh-huh. But I'm happy we have fling golf because he's talking about retiring from softball soon. And I'm like, I mean, I'm okay with playing more fling golf. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And then we, he's like big into, I guess you could say bodybuilding. He, you know, that's mm-hmm. our other thing that we like doing together. We go to the gym a lot, so. Yeah, he doesn't do cardio though. So uh, walking the eighteen holes was yeah, rather yeah, difficult. That's good. Actually, I sometimes do cardio, not as much anymore. But it, it was a little <laughs> tough. I was like, okay, my legs are kind of shot at the end of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the courses around you, I'm guessing, are uh, quite long as well. They are. Yeah, we always we always take a cart. Um, we actually kept from Rich that it was a you know walking tournament <laughs> uh, he, we, you could tell he was actually ahead of our group uh and uh, was Brooke, i think she's one of one of them she's like is that your buddy that didn't know it was walking i'm like yeah she's like he looks so defeated i'm like yeah <laughs> and then of course you know me being me i rubbed it in on the next hole he like threw the ball in the water i was like hey rich your ball went in the water. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I saw that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but, yeah. So, we, we're, yeah, we're used to playing on long courses. However, we're not used to walking on long courses. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely nice uh, to have the carts uh, the next day um, for, um, oh, yeah. for that event. Yeah. And I, I, I get, um, you know, I get more why you know is walking kind of making it more like realistic uh as Mm -hmm. far as like like how the golf is they have to walk the whole time so i get it that they're trying to make it maybe more professional that way um and i think that's a good idea i definitely like would love to see what we can all do as a community to make this you know sport take off and grow Mm -hmm. especially getting more women involved because um i think it's a great outlet i actually uh when i used to work for a car auction and drove dealership to dealership my one um car dealer guy i spoke with he's like yeah i love golfing i'm great at it my wife just drives the cart i'm like well Mm. wait your wife needs to try fling golf (laughs) yeah he's like he's like what what is that so i kind of showed him the video and Uh went and bought his wife a you know, a stick. And I, when I went back, I said, what'd you think? She, he goes, she loves it. I'm like, awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, I'd like to get the word out there that, you know, this is the fun part of, instead of just sitting in the cart, you know, with your husband or significant other, you can actually participate too, without actually having to know, uh, what club do I use? <laughs> right. Right. And did you, uh, I mean, you've, you're clearly a, a pretty good athlete, so I'm guessing there's parts of this that came a little bit uh, either more naturally or a little bit easier to you. But um, but you know, compared to figuring out a golf swing, uh, the learning curve on this is just not not that steep. Right. Exactly. I actually originally started out with the like 
baseball swing since mm-hmm. I play softball. And part of me is like, was I getting more distance with that? Which I might have mm. been, but the accuracy is extremely tough that way, I think. Oh, okay. So I switched to the lacrosse type throw, and um, I'm more accurate, but I, I, still to this day, I'm like, I feel like I got more distance on the baseball swing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what, uh, what, what length of stick uh, do you use, or which of the fling oh, sticks? So I started out with the stinger, and then... We all kind of went to the, well, actually, I think Rich started with the ballistic, maybe. But we all eventually went to the ballistic. And then um, I have a very follow-through type of throw. Like, I put Mm -hmm. everything in me into it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Jamie's like, you keep slamming the the ballistic into the ground. So then I started, like, choking up on it a little bit. And then I started to form, like, what I think they call it a calcium deposit. Like, it was, like, bruising and then hardening on my my forearm. Which I was, you know, being a volleyball player, I was like, oh, whatever. You know, I've been through this before. Uh (laughs) So, but um, Jamie realized, he's like, you probably do better with the stinger. So I went back Mm. to the shorter stick. And he's right. I I get more follow-through. I'm like, but I just feel like I got more distance. He's like, it's all in your head. He's like, you know, because <laughs> you stop with your follow through. So you really weren't getting as much distance. So, yeah. So we're stuck on the stinger for now. And um, I think it'll probably stay that way. So I don't, you know, mm-hmm. lose my arm up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice a weight difference uh, between the two for you? I think that, yeah, I think the ballistic's a little heavier, and that's why I think in my head I'm like, oh, I got further distance with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it was stopping my follow-through. So, yeah, it was heavier. And then, like, part of me is like, I wonder if there's, like, or if they're thinking about coming up with a heavier stinger, because that would be awesome. Oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a way to to possibly add, add a little yeah. bit uh, distance for that. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsor. And now back to the future of the Fairway Podcast. Yeah, I, I would lo- I would love to um uh, go and visit uh, their headquarters uh, and see uh, listening to to Mike talk about that and as well as Alex and Steve and, and John. It sounds like a pretty cool pretty cool place and uh, really to see the different prototypes that they've gone through uh, because yeah. I. I, you know, I think uh, when we started playing a year and a half ago and, you know, when it's brand new to you, it feels like it's brand new to everybody else. It's like, well, I've been people playing for years. Um, and so all these, you know, all these thoughts about, oh, I wonder if they could make the, you know, the putter have a metal part instead of a, a foam pad or whatnot. And, yeah, I think all of those thoughts have gone through. And I think that they've tested and tried <laughs> almost all the different ideas that have been out there. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Yeah, I would love to go there. That would be really cool to see. I did hear Mike talking about that on the podcast. I'm like, oh, that would be so cool to, like, go down there and see all the different um, ones they've come up with throughout the years. And yeah, yeah, that would be neat. I saw, I think it was Sean, maybe, created mm-hmm. that prototype where it was, like, imitating a throw. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, the Flingman robot. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was yeah. No, I am. Um, I remember when he had reposted that at some point uh, last year, um, and seeing the results of you know which uh, 
which balls do better, uh, which have more roll or, or, or more, more kick or um, uh, more distance. And that was a pretty interesting. But yeah, hit. <laughs> Sean, what a smart guy. And just being able to tinker and, and make something like that's uh, just ridiculously uh, creative. Yeah, that's super cool and creative. Yeah, definitely. That's I'll have to watch the one about the golf balls, though, because that would be interesting to... Yeah, so he, he, that's what he was, uh, he had put that together to find out um, on, uh, like he, he calibrated the, the it was the same stick and the same uh, speed, and so he would put in different golf balls to see which ones went farther at like, you know, calibrated to 150 yards, uh, are there any that go, that roll a little bit farther than others? Um so he's put that spreadsheet, um, or at least a, a snapshot of that spreadsheet, um, to show that yeah, there are there there actually is depending on the finish, depending on the dimple count, um, that some balls uh, do go farther than others. Oh wow, that's really interesting, huh? Yeah, there was no roll at that tournament though. <laughs> I feel like everything just stuck, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Um, mostly yeah. more so for I think the doubles tournament. Um, yeah. So pretty dewy out. But right, right. At least there weren't leaves when we went with Zach and um, uh, Zach and Big Cat when we went down there. Mm-hmm. There were so many leaves. We kept losing our ball, and I'm like, thank goodness there weren't this many leaves at the tournament. Uh, yeah, there had there had been a um a state championship tournament um for one of the high school classifications the week before I think so they had they'd really um you know the course was in in, in really good shape but I think they had also made sure to rake and blow a bunch of the leaves out because I had been out the week before for a round and um I you know from the tee box I threw the ball. I went off the fairway. I was like, oh, yeah, I see where it is. And then I walked up, spent five minutes looking for it, and uh, <laughs> it's like, it falls under a leaf, and it's like, you know, oh, it's, it's gone, as if it yeah. falls into a creek. Um, yeah, exactly. Especially if it's dewy out, because then if it, like, hits under a leaf, it's going to be stuck in oh, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, I really like the, um, uh, the thought and the idea about, you know, how do, how do we get more, more women and girls, uh, to play fling golf? Um, and I, I think that Massanutten has done a, has benefited from having the fling sticks there for families. So like, you know, if mom and dad play golf, but the kids don't, they can take a fling stick with them. Or if dad plays golf and mom and the kids don't, they can have fling sticks and, you know, like you were saying, uh, play alongside instead of just riding. Um, what, uh, what else do you think is out there to to get more uh more women playing um i think if i think the idea of women are very i feel like they realize when other women are doing things that they want to go and do it so i Mm, feel like it's mm. one of those things if they see a female on the course doing it they're like oh what's that you know i want to go and do that because we're very influenced by like you know, magazines and everything around us as women. So as soon as we see, like, kind of in our face, like, oh, look, other women are doing it, I think that'll Mm -hmm. obviously take off that way. Um, I don't know. I I posted on my Facebook after, like, the last second to last time we played, 
like any of my uh, female friends, athletic out there, you know, hit me up so I can tell you about yeah. this new awesome sport. Jamie goes, really? Right before we're going into winter? I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> I'm like, listen, at least I can see if I can, like, spark some interest. So my one friend um, who I played flag football with a little bit, she uh, she got a hold of me, and she's like, I'm inter- interested. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I said, get a hold of me in the spring, <laughs> and I'll go over it with you. <laughs> we'll meet up somewhere. That's great. Hey, plant the seed and uh, and see it hopefully come to fruition in the spring. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it was funny. We were talking about it, like our group, you know, me and the guys, and how we how we can get more women. I was like, well, you know, like women are always like stuck at home when guys go golfing and they're like, yeah, that's how the guys like it. <laughs> I'm like, that's not cool. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe if we tell the women, like you can like sneak and, and creep on your guys while they're playing golf. <laughs> I follow in a few carts behind them with a sling stick. <laughs> Keep an eye on them. Make sure they're not getting into trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like the idea you were mentioning earlier about, uh, if if they were watching football, that's a, a good time for you to get out and um, and go play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I think it was um, I, again, I think you did more than your part uh, in participating in in getting out there and um, uh, playing uh, at Virginia and um, you know going from from Brit Brit being the only. Uh, woman playing in Delaware to then having four uh, playing in Virginia. Hopefully that will keep, uh, keep growing and uh, more, more women will look at you as a, as an example of like, Oh yeah, I want to go, go compete with compete against Krista, compete against Brad and Brooke and Rosie and uh, throw their names into the, that or, or maybe it's not even the competition piece. Maybe it's just the let's go and play together. um, Right. And get out there and, and do that. I think another thing is, is maybe even getting more kids involved because, you know, as, mm-hmm. as a mother, sometimes I do get stuck at home, you know, with my kid and if they go golfing mm-hmm. or whatever, but luckily I, mean, I can take him along. He, he likes going along now and being my caddy. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, I think a, a big part of it too. Um, we actually have two other women that uh, play with us, um, Angie, which is Rich's wife, and Sandell, mm-hmm. which is Bill's wife. And um, it's fun when they can come out, too, because then I don't feel like the only the only female in their you know, talking shop or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but unfortunately, they, you know, someone had to watch our kids. So, the you know, they, they stuck back and huge thank you to them for, you know, putting up with our kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, looking into next year, any um, any plans or thoughts? I know that there's. Uh, it sounds like there's several um, tournaments that are in the works. I, I know there's not been any formal announcements, uh, although I think that Delaware is going to happen again for sure. Uh, we're we're definitely counting on Virginia uh, around the same time of uh, year again. But we mentioned possibly San Diego. I know Colorado has been mentioned. Um, you, uh, you're going to try to get to as many as you can. That's the plan. Um, I, I really want to, uh, especially San Diego and Colorado mm-hmm. would be really cool too. Um, we're definitely not going to miss Delaware. 
a second time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right around my birthday, and I keep telling him that. I'm like, it's around my birthday. We're going. That can be your birthday gift. <laughs> We're going to Delaware. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I definitely want to try and make the difficult thing is work, <laughs> getting time off yeah, from work. Yeah, right, and, uh, right. You know, um, like I said, possibly, I really want to look into, I think Austin and and um, Britt and Brooke, they all do an awesome job at, like, the sponsorship side of things. So I need to, you know, get in touch with them, see how they're doing that. And, um, you know, because money is always a factor when it comes to traveling. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, it would be great if we could get a, um, uh, a national sponsor to come in and say, all right, we're going to um, have enough money so that, you know, the, top 20 top 30 players you know what we're gonna we're gonna pay your expenses pay registration fees you all you have to do is show up and play um that would be pretty uh pretty cool or, or you know get i, I see uh, again going back to algorithms and ads I see so much pickleball uh stuff and there seems to be a lot of money towards that now it's a lot easier to to film um you don't have necessarily have weathers of factor so I understand that there's different dynamics of uh, being able to produce a, a pickleball tournament versus a fling golf tournament, um, but uh, but yeah, it'd be really be really cool to uh, to see some national sponsorships uh, come in and, and be able to um, to do that and make it a little bit uh, a little bit easier uh, to um, uh, to do as opposed to this just being a, a you know expensive hobby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be super cool. And then the other thing that Jamie and I were discussing, we have got to get there a day before. Like, we were so oh, bummed yeah. we couldn't come down ahead of time. And I'm like, I could have played so much better had I known this course. Like, at least played yeah, it once, yeah. you know. Um, I think that's another key factor when going into those tournaments is you have to get there at least a mm -hmm. day early to see what the course is like. Yep, I, I agree. We For Delaware, we drove in. Friday afternoon, um, and so we we got stuck in DC traffic. I, but I, I didn't think that we were going to be able to get there in order for me to play around um, or anything. But uh, but yeah, I think that that would that would definitely uh, be something that I, I look to do. Um, I didn't have to go early anywhere because it was in my backyard um, <laughs> for this one. But uh, but for future tournaments, I, I definitely think that. Not only to to be better prepared for the tournament, but uh, there's just so much fun in getting to to hang out with people that, um, you know, you've gotten to know online, you've met in person a few times, but then getting to getting to play together um, before the tournament is really uh, really a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. I was bummed we missed the uh, after. I think everyone went to like a brewery afterwards, and I was like, he was like, "Do you want to go?" And I was like, "Kinda," but you know. We've got kids. We couldn't leave them, know, you know, alone right? with, with Angie and um, Sandell the whole time. So we stuck that one out. But I think next time mm -hmm. we'll definitely, you know, try and make it so we can conversate with everyone because everyone seems so cool and so much fun to hang out with. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it's definitely a balance, and uh, I, I definitely uh, felt that as well because it's um, it's so much fun to to be around other people. But then you know with families, with, with kids in particular, sometimes you got to, you know, pick and choose what you get to do uh, in the same way with your kids. You got to pick and choose battles. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so true. How old are your kids again? 
10 and 7. So Latham is uh, in fifth grade and Gwendolyn's in second grade. Aww. So, yep, the, uh, lots of fun. It's uh, definitely definitely nice that they um, are much more independent than even just a few years ago. Um, so being able to you know play play together or by themselves without having to, to worry about them completely destroying something by themselves. Um, <laughs> you know, Amy and I are still trying to get our kids to do that. Like, try not to kill each other. You know, we always hear a thud through the house, and it's like, oh, goodness. okay, what broke this time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, Kathy and I both work from home, uh, uh, and, and so, was it, Last week they they had uh, a, a teacher's work day and then a um, uh, parent teacher conferences day. So they 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 were out of school for two days that weren't traditional holidays. So you know they were at home with us and we we're like, oh, why can't school be like ten hours a day? <laughs> Boy, the pandemic was quite the quite the interesting um, round of learning how to homeschool your child <laughs> oh yeah yeah so Gwendolyn started kindergarten online um, oh. so that was um uh and they um so in the Harrisonburg City Schools they've got um, a dual language program oh, wow. um for um so five of the six elementaries do that and so it's like at their school, there's um, five sections of each class, so two of the sections do the dual language. So they do half the day in Spanish and half the day in English. Um, and so, so, you know, once the an older sibling gets in, um, it's pretty pretty easy for the for the next one to get in. So we knew Gwendolyn would be doing that, but but yeah, starting kindergarten online, um, and she did about an hour in Spanish a day, and then about an hour in English um, was. Uh, <laughs> was was quite interesting um but and she did well but actually both of our kids did did really well uh through that um i i like to tell people kathy and i were both very much um high achievers and wanted to be and probably were teachers pets um as students when we were <laughs> we were growing up so there's um, um you know the, our, our kids are um uh not necessarily wanting to replicate what we did and that, but they're both good students and they both, uh, both did well and are still, uh, still doing well, uh, through that. But it, yeah, it was still, you know, a, a much different setup and challenge for, um, how do you socialize? And, you know, for Latham, he was, you know, seeing friends he already knew, um, but through a computer screen and Gwendolyn was like, you know, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> she was like and, and so as she she as she built some friendships and then they i think i think she got to go she was one of the they brought the kindergartners back first uh in march of that of her year so um she got to meet some people uh in person which was really fun um but then i was like you know are, are her her friends online going to be the same friends that she has in person <laughs> which, yeah it's a um, different world when you're like face yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. How about how about you for you? How was uh, how was that? Um, I I gained a very huge respect and um, gratefulness for all of the teachers that put up with my son. <laughs> <laughs> every pair, every teacher appreciation year since they've gotten like 
big bouquet of fruit or you know right, gift cards right. to restaurants like a i'm like i don't know i couldn't do this without you guys <laughs> no my son he's a good kid he just you know i i realized real quickly that um adhd is a real thing oh yeah <laughs> uh, yeah he, he couldn't sit still when he would read he would just constantly move back and forth and i'm like do you have like ants in your pants what's going on man <laughs> So, but yeah, um, it, it, like I said, it helped me realize, you know, teachers have their hands full. Like I, I had, you know, as much patience as I could with my son and they have to have Mm -hmm. that multiple kids. It's like, wow. Um, and that I actually was pretty good friends with his second grade teacher. Um, her son and my son were on the same baseball team and okay. He's like, it's amazing how quick parents forget. She goes, they're already calling in like, and you know, they're not nice like you. And I'm like, well, I just, I I won't forget, you know, (laughs) you you guys do a lot, you know, for, for these kids. They're, you know, our future generation and you're teaching them the most, you know, important things, you know, that they're going to have to carry throughout life. So yeah, it was an interesting experience. Um, We made it through, everything went well and I actually also went back to my mom and thanked her because I was actually mm. homeschooled. Um, oh, okay. First grade through eighth grade, so uh-huh. I kind of got a taste of what she went through. I mean, I was <laughs> right. I was a good student, but um, you know, I went back. And I'm like, you and Dad had so much patience, like teaching me all this stuff. <laughs> like sometimes you're like scratching your head, like, what's this mean? What did, what do they want done here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I went back and I was like, thank you. Uh, don't know how you did it, but thank you. <laughs> I know. I know. I, it, it, it's funny. Like, I, I'm i the oldest of four and um, have been really close with uh, my siblings uh, for, for most most all of growing up and, and as adults. Um, and, have, you know, I had good relationships with my parents, too. Um and, 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 and even with that, it's still like, I look back and think like, how in the world did y'all do that? Like my parents were missionaries in Brazil, uh, from the time I was one until I was seven. Oh, and wow. so, the, and my, my three siblings were all born in Brazil and we moved back to the States. They've got four kids, seven and under. <laughs> and I just think wow. about the dynamics of traveling internationally, um, with, you know, luggage and uh, yeah. a seven-year-old a five-year-old a three-year-old and one and a half-year-old wow. <laughs> just like that that dynamic is um you know uh, the, has always been highly impressive but in, even more so after uh after i had my own kids <laughs> and thinking like for sure it makes you oh kind of realize like wow <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um seven kids wow well, you know, like I tell people all the time, parenting doesn't come with a manual. You kind of just no, no. You go based off of you know either experience of what your parents went through or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, my uh, father had eight other siblings, so my wow. grandma had nine, and I'm just sitting there scratching my head like, how? Right. I have one. <laughs> nine. <laughs> No wonder they called her a saint. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) 
yeah, Kat, we uh, Kathy's one of three. Uh, I'm one of four. So we thought, yeah, maybe we'll probably do three or four. And then she had Lathan, and she was like, well, are you okay if we're done? <laughs> like, it's, that's just a lot of work. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, just a lot of change. But um, we we had Gwendolyn, too, and we're very, very happy with, uh, with what we've got. <laughs> yeah, my sister actually just had, we had the first uh, girl of the of our kids so mm-hmm. i had a mm-hmm. boy and she had three boys and she kept going until she got that girl <laughs> <laughs> so she has four and you know i still ask her i'm like how do you do she's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> right, like, right okay <laughs> but um I, yeah i love my nephews they're great and mm-hmm. my new niece mm-hmm. she's so quiet i'm like wow, if I would have had one, like, baby like this, I might have had more, more babies. <laughs> right, right. My, mine was a bit of a crier, though. I mean, he's he's a total mommy's boy and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. really cares about me. And, I, you know, he's he's going to grow up to be a great a great man. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. But, but, yeah, he was he a good sleeper? No. No, that's why yeah. I stopped at one. <laughs> I love sleeping. I'm like, nope, I'm not, nope. <laughs> Right. Yeah. We, Latham wasn't either. I think it wasn't until he wasn't consistently sleeping through the night till like 14 months um, wow. or so. And then, and then Gwendolyn was uh, a dream. Like she slept through the night immediately. And we were like, what is this? And That's- then about 18, 18 months, there was a bit of regression. And uh, now she's the one who's like, you know, she could probably function pretty well in nine hours. And Latham definitely, definitely needs uh, 11 to 12. Um, but that's not, you know, she's like, I, I don't need to go to bed. I, I can, I can stay up. I can get up early and, oh goodness. <laughs> oh, they're so fun when they're little. <laughs> they are. They every are. age though, every, like every year I'm like, oh, this is my new favorite year of like mm-hmm. how sweet he is. And like, it keeps going. Like the older he gets, I'm like, oh, I love this year. Um, people tell me that'll go away, but I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope not either. Well, cool. Chris, uh, thank you so much again. Uh, it's been uh, so lovely getting to, to speak with you. Um, and, uh, and yeah, let's, uh, let's keep going. Let's try to get as many people playing, but especially, uh, especially more women uh, into fling golf. Absolutely. I'm going to do my best to, you know, get some more, more women to play on the course. And um, I'm really hoping to make that San Diego one. And it'll be interesting to see if there's more women out there too. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, hopefully uh, we'll get to see each other at one of the tournaments uh, in the next year. That would be excellent. Thank you so much, Adam. It was really great talking with you. Yeah, you as well. Once again, many thanks to Krista for joining the podcast. Uh, what a joy to get to speak with her, uh, to get to know her, and uh, to get to include her amongst uh, new friends. Uh, we've got a great community, and um uh, Chris is a, a great part of that, and I look forward to getting to, to see her and the Erie PA crew uh, at upcoming events. Uh, so now let's turn it over to the after show uh, featuring Austin Showtime Eversol and myself. Welcome back to the after show, or welcome to the after show. Back or your first time, we're glad to have you here. I'm the podfather, Adam Copeland, and I'm joined by... 
Showtime! Showtime! <laughs> Thanks for being here again, Austin. This has been a lot of fun uh, getting to do this uh, this weekly segment at the end of the podcast. Um, I appreciate the feedback listeners have been giving. Giving, I think that that's really uh, really cool. Uh, we obviously enjoy uh, getting to chat and find time to uh, talk about the sport. And um, and tonight we get to wrap up uh, the marketing yourself, uh, uh, I guess, segments that we've been doing. Um, yep. And with uh, with this week being Thanksgiving, uh, I'll let you reveal what are what are we focusing on uh, today. There is no better week than now to focus on the importance of choosing your right brands and sponsors, a.k.a. the right plate on Thanksgiving morning. So, um, you know, before we have all the fun with that, you know, just to cover this, it is so, so, so important for all of us when we're reaching out to these companies um, to truly know and believe that, that, that they are who we want to work with, okay? Because mm-hmm. it's not work for, it's work with, it's a partnership. We're marketing, we're representing their brand, and they're supporting us. But you can't just accept everybody. And there's all these ambassador programs out there, so signing mm-hmm. up for them and doing them is one thing. But you can't be like this bad biker dude, for example, and then like, you know, you, you, you're you an ambassador for circus clown golf. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, you know, like, it just, it, I know that's yeah. way drastic, but that's the point I'm trying to say is you, you can't, you have to stay, you know, we talked about staying true to yourself and confidence mm-hmm. and all that in previous segments. Um, but it, it matters with who you choose to. Um, I would also go on to say that you have to be with companies that, you know, got your back and truly support Mm -hmm. you. Um, So choosing the right brand that, you know, yeah, don't get me wrong. The ones that want to give you the most commissions, the most that the ones that give you the most free stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's certainly a perk. But if you make a strong connection with one of the, one of the company's owners or founders, and, and you feel like you can grow together, that is so, so important. And I can't stress that enough. And I know everyone, again, sees my sponsors like, man, how does he keep up? I actually have a great relationship with all of them. Um, mm-hmm. We talk. Um, some of them, I even talk about, you know, my kids. I, well, I talk about Navy, but they talk about their kids. Um, as everybody knows by now, um, a huge partnership with Ice Shaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chris and I have had conversations, and it's just so cool. Like, yeah, like, hey, man, I want, you know, hey, we'd love to have you, Austin. Hey, Chris, of course, I'd love to be a part of this. Um, and then I'm like, plug in. I'm like, hey, man, down the road, we should do fling golf the match. Me and you versus another top fling golfer and any Gronkowski brother of your choosing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, I love that. I love that so much. But right now I'm busy because I have four kids under the age of five. And, and then that leads into Ooh, just, a, yeah. a, just a dad yeah. conversation, right? And that's the type of relationship, though, um, that I have with all of them. Uh, Chris was just cool to use because everybody knows who he is. Um, But, you know, that's the stuff, though, that is very important. Choosing the right brands that represent who you are, your personality and your beliefs, but also choosing the right brands that that have your back and your best interests so that you both can grow your brands together. Yeah, there's uh, I think it's a really cool opportunity right now. there's a lot of new uh, 
golf companies, uh, whether it's golf apparel, golf balls. So many uh, new ones. There's, you know, I don't know that there's a hugely steep uh, runway to try to get in to, to try to make a splash and, and create a company um, right. for that. Um, but I think choosing a company that's looking at fling golf as an opportunity to grow and say, hey, all right, this fits within the golf umbrella. Uh, we can do this. We know that the sport plays on golf courses. Uh, I, I think for younger brands uh, that are looking to find a, another audience or a niche, um, what we offer with Fling Golf is definitely an opportunity. And it would be good to match up with a brand that sees it uh, like that as well. Oh, any, any company, and this goes, this is for everybody, everyone listening, everyone watching. If there is a company that expresses interest in fling golf, that is the company that you should try to make it work with. Mm. It is cool to have the bigger name ones, the bigger fish, if they're interested. And if you can get them, get them. But if someone says, I love what the sport is doing, what it represents, what you're doing, that is huge. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, if you can go that route, do it. If you can get the stuff from the big boys, quote unquote, mm -hmm. do it. But you will be much happier, you know, working with those companies that, that again, like I said, have your back and, and, and essentially they're choosing you, you know, you're choosing them, they're choosing you. But yeah, man, I agree. There's so many golf clothing companies right now. So the field is ours guys, every, guys is. and girls, like go get them, like get the one you want, talk to them and, and let's, let's spread this thing. Hey, and I, I think use each other as well. Um, I'm, I'm a, I was really pleased and honored um, uh, when the podcast came out uh, earlier this year. Um, I'd made a mention about, hey, if you've got any sponsors that you want to connect with the podcast or with me, I'm happy to, to do that. Um, big shout out to Brooks Medford, who introduced me to uh, a contact at uh, Yada Golf. Right. Um, you know, they're looking to one of the really cool things that they've got going that Fling Golf has going um, is accessibility, uh, equality, and, and really, uh, you know, putting each other up um, and yeah, making right. sure that yeah. there's a lot of positivity with that. I was looking through um, their offerings and they had some golf gloves. So when I had Jack on the podcast, I mentioned, yeah. or actually he might've mentioned it to me because he saw my Facebook announcement. He was like, Hey, um, they've got the, um, the shamrock golf glove. I was like, <laughs> I would be happy to introduce you. Right. So Brooks brings me in. I send uh, Jack their way. And so now the three of us are, uh, are with Yada. Um, right. And I love that. I love that so much because um, it's one thing for all of us, for one of us to be sponsored by one company. But when we get, when they get multiple mm -hmm. fling golfers under their umbrella, it, it, it just creates this whole pyramid of like, like you did. Brooks told you, you told Jack, Jack's telling people, and it's just going to keep on going. Mm -hmm. And, and there is nothing wrong for all of us to share like like sponsors. If anybody out there um, loves pins and aces, loves Neven, loves freestyle, uh, my locals with Revelation, Waterfly, all of them, I will gladly do what I can to help you. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, Austin has those guys. Like, nah, you know, like, no. There's plenty of seats at my table. Hey. Hey, 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 you know, um, so like, just let me know anything I can do on my end. But I love that, man. I, I think and Yada's a good one, too. So I'll give them a little mm -hmm. plug, a little shout out. Um, but pins and aces, pins the and premier aces. I, I say, national champion, Austin Showtime. Ever saw. My uh, 
I'll tell you what Pins and Aces has that Yada doesn't yet have, and I'm pushing them uh, or asking them for this. Uh, <laughs> I'm pushing them. <laughs> right? Like I've got some this massive control. Hey, I've got this whole hey, whole I'm podcast. He's talking to me like the mouth. Um, <laughs> Pins and Aces has a few kids polos. They um, do. So uh, Yada's got some uh, quarter zips and full zips that have uh, just been announced and should be released, uh, if not already. Cool. Um, I, you know, they've got some great matching men's and women's polos. Right. You know, if you're looking at these two crazies, I was looking at them and I'm like, man, uh, you know, sparkling rainbow and the fling slayer might need a showtime pins and aces polo for Christmas. They, they They, you know, (laughs) they would, you know, I'm sure the showtime one, uh, the, uh, ACGC, uh, one, yeah, might be interested in, but I might, no, have, I, like I might have to hook them up. Though, though, you know, my heart still hurts a little bit hearing that that Gwendolyn was when I won the skills challenge back in Virginia when she was like, "He won again." <laughs> and I'll tell you, you got to get used to it. You sometimes you are going to be at the top of the world uh, for your daughter, right. um, and then other times it's going to be uh, the sharpest cut. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Cause I was like, you know, up until, up until I heard that, I was like, man, like, I love G. She's my girl. She's my biggest fan. And he won again. And I'm like, ah, and then fling slayer comes over and I give, you know, it's like, all right, good. Well, I got fling slayer now. And then she looked at me and I'm like, okay, here, here's a ball for you too. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a sucker. You're, you're still at the top. Yeah. <laughs> you know, her, she doesn't always have that crazy look. Um, uh, she's got, she's got uh, compelling eyes uh, like her mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I told, I told Kathy when, when I was visiting, my favorite thing about G was she's, she's always sitting back watching and observing. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I go, hi. She gets all blushy and she's like, hi. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, you can say hi. I'm just Austin, you know. And, and then, But then you got Latham on the flip side who's like, showtime. And I'm just like, yeah, these two are so funny. I love them so much. So you, got, you guys, you and Kath are very blessed. You guys got some great kids. Uh, we are. We are. Um, I don't think that uh, we'll, we'll leave uh, who this was in reference to, but uh, Latham will also come with a cut. Like, that was not a good shot. <laughs> that's that's this that might be how that might be the saying of 2022 like how we're gonna close this chapter um oh man yeah i definitely cannot wait till that person hears this and i'm like hey he was talking about you um so like we said uh choose the right brand uh you know, reach out to other people if you were interested. Uh, support each other like we do. We have a we have a fantastic community, amazing community. community. It's the best. Uh, lots to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as y'all know, uh, both Showtime and myself are huge Thanksgiving fans, uh, particularly Thanksgiving food. So mm. we've um, we, let's say we've got a plate that's got space for five items okay and, and then right. you can put you can put a, a piece of bread as a sixth right i mean honestly i'm probably grabbing two plates but i'll, I'll play what you i'll do what you're putting down. We'll, we'll play the game with five we'll play the game with five all so right what, uh, uh, we're not going to do a draft we're not going to say you know you get one <laughs> i don't get the other no we should totally do that though that would be great it you know what be. we you know maybe in, in one of our next week segments we'll have to do 
like the perfect Christmas gifts when you're a 10 year old and we'll have, uh, we'll do a draft. Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. There we All go. Right, cool, cool. Now in regards to Thanksgiving though, I'm going, obviously you have to have the turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have the mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. So you have to have the mashed potatoes. Uh, I, now right. gravy doesn't count, so I'm I'm, I'm drowning both. Okay, uh, um, what kind of gravy they, is it? Brown gravy? Is it white gravy? Honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm actually pretty easy to please. That's what makes this funny that I'm being picky right now. <laughs> um, ooh, you know what? I lied. I just lied to everybody. Gravy on the mashed potatoes. I need cranberry everything on my turkey. Okay. okay. Like slam that cranberry on the turkey. All right. So that's two things. My favorite dish though, that has to be included. And this is such a, I guess a man thing. Some double potatoing here. Uh, But man, I need that sweet potato casserole. Sweet potato casserole with the toasted marshmallows on top. Mm, Yes. you got to slap that on there. Um, That is amazing. Uh, A little brown sugar as well. So I've always uh, given credit to the South for that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not limited to the South, obviously. I'm, right. I grew up in Alabama, um, so those are my Southern credentials. But uh, right. I would say Southerners know how to take a vegetable and make it a dessert. Oh, I'm, dude, I know. <laughs> there's there's actually a sweet potato pudding that I make. Um, so it's called sweet potato pudding, but it's more like a cake. And oh. it is amazing. And I can't even cook or bake, dude. I don't know how I pull it off, but it's, <laughs> it's totally amazing. Uh, so yeah, so I have the turkey with the cranberry, the mashed potatoes with the gravy, the sweet potato casserole. Got to have the stuffing. Obviously, your filling, stuffing, filling, wherever you're from, however you call it. Okay, so what uh, I, I'm so my first draft is uh, dressing. It's a cornbread dressing. Uh, okay. Cornbread uh, with sage. What's what's stuffing for you? Stuffing what? is like it, it's definitely a blend of like bread, celery. And kind of everything else put in it. Mind you, my butt's on the couch watching football, Podfather. So I don't actually know what the hell's in, in stuffing. So I'm from, pulling from, this out of my out of my butt here. From but fork to mouth, it's tasting good. So I'm like, man, matter. that's some great stuffing or filling. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I think I just crunched a piece of celery. Oh, I saw a celery. So I, I, I'm not going to even pretend to act like I know, but I love it. And, and let's drown that with some gravy as well. All right. And the last thing on my dish, um, oh, am I allowed to include a dessert or no? Oh, we can do dessert separate, right? Okay. Like, okay. We, there's um, a, in my grandmother's house, there was always a separate dessert table that had at least oh, 10 options, that. right? I love that. So, okay. Like, all right. All right. So we'll get dessert gets his own plate. Cause so you know, we're add... using the same plate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So my fifth thing then, um, I guess it's pretty bland, but I, I, I like some sweet corn. So I'd probably go for some sweet corn. Um, I'm such a, I'm such a child though. So I'll definitely be putting it on my mashed potatoes with the gravy and mixing it together. <laughs> Um, you know, if this was like a buffet, I'm sure if there was gummy bears around, I'd be, you know, totally being, on too. being a child there with my mashed potatoes, but, so but that would be bro- my five I would go with. My brother was making KFC bowls before KFC came out with those bowls. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm so mad that I didn't create the Showtime bowls. 
<laughs> like I was doing it. I, you know, I'm sure we all were. I'm sure we right, all were. Right. But so, but how about you? What is your five? What's your plan? Well, so I, I was laughing a bit earlier when you mentioned corn because, uh, again, lots of crossover. Um, turkey, obviously. Um, right. I will take instead of gravy, white barbecue sauce. Um, to have with that turkey, uh, I've got the um, cornbread dressing, which again you put a little bit of white barbecue sauce in that. A little bit of turkey, and you're so from you the might. South. I I could. <laughs> I love Thanksgiving uh, lunch or dinner, but like Thanksgiving leftovers are even better because I can. Just, it, it gets better. Like right, it's, give it's, me some bread, give me some dressing, give me some white barbecue sauce and turkey, and that may be the best sandwich of the year. Um, see, I, I made it to. To two items, and I'm already thinking of leftovers. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, you're like, I don't even need. You know what, Austin? We're just gonna do two things on a plate. Uh, all right, number three, broccoli cheese casserole that my mom makes. That's uh, so good. So Honestly, good. that I was that and corn. Like, and I'm I just was thinking about what I already had uh -huh. since I already had the sweet potato casserole. I'm like, I don't want to double down on the casseroles, but that's a good choice. So uh, I will. Uh, join you in the sweet potato casserole, sweet potato pie, whatever that is. Um, sweet potato casserole, which has uh, for us uh, the sweet potato, some crushed pecans, a um, little bit of marshmallow toasted on top. Um, right, you got a lot of savory stuff, so you need a little bit of sweetness. Um, and then creamed corn. Um, typically, mm. so when I was growing up, my um, my mom's parents lived in the same town we did. Uh, they had a garden, um, which is probably more like a, I mean. I say a garden, like you had a little patch, like they had, you know, yeah, 10 right. long rows of corn that they grew. So oh, okay, okay. we would, uh, they would uh, have frozen corn or they would freeze corn from their garden, thaw it at Thanksgiving, cream corn. Uh, go. So good. Um, and that's so, it's homemade. So, you know, it was yeah. fire. Like, yeah. let's go. All right. That's Fantastic. a good plate. That's a good plate. And if it wasn't Thanksgiving, I'd be more than willing to like share our plates a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know what? We'll throw it away and we're going back up for round two. <laughs> and honestly, I might just get your plate. You can have mine. And we're just there we go. I, You know what? So on seconds, I would sometimes, you know, I, I've gotten to the point where one, I've got to be careful. I can't get as larger portions as I used to. Um, <laughs> right, 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 right. But it also allows me to, you know, on seconds, I can come back and try a few things that I missed the first time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I, I'm not a mashed potatoes the first time around guy. It, well, I mean, it's very filling though, because like the it, like potatoes are filler. I just like again the KFC bowl. Like if I can put the turkey with the cranberry on the potatoes with the corn, like I almost wish you know what? Like going back, that's just one thing. I get two more things. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that's honestly what I would do. Like like it, I just would be blending all of it together. Other yeah. than the casserole, um, I would let that that ride out, but. Man, it, it Thanksgiving's so awesome. So, mm -hmm. you know, choosing the right plate is everything. But if you pace yourself, like you're saying, you can just do it all day. Even though we're all punished by watching the damn lions, uh, you know, at 1230. So this, <laughs> but, you know, it works out, though, because we can eat and take a nap because we ain't going to miss an actual good football game. Nope. nope. And then, you know, we got the Vikings and Patriots, though. So I will be watching. It's this I'm hoping we win. I'm, uh, it, you know, we have never beat them when Brady was there, so it'd be nice to actually get them this time. So, but You're yeah, be, uh, uh, sending some trash talk to Chris. Yeah, I was, yeah, I might have to be like, <laughs> hey, uh, Chris, um, you know, 
what's Rob's number? I'm going to have to talk a little smack. And then he'd probably be like, honestly, like Rob's got it covered, man. Oh, he's right here. Yeah, he's right here, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, though, he did, he did comment one time and say, I could be the sixth. Gronkowski brother so I maybe I'll see if maybe I'll see if they still have a seat for me on Thursday and uh we'll see what awesome. I can do <laughs> awesome well a very happy Thanksgiving to uh you and yours um, yes man you too you thank guys you very too. much uh and uh to everybody listening and watching a happy Thanksgiving to you as well uh have a great one and we will be back with the after show next week see you guys then happy Thanksgiving